Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Lardy Miss Clyde and company on BTR. I am your host, Lottie Miss Clardy, and coming at you live from everywhere and here in Las Vegas with good news and bad news if necessary. So this is the place to be and to get heard right here on Lottie Miss Clardy and company on Blog Talk Radio. I have a great show for you today and a continuation from my last show on February 21st, 2016 on Child Support News. And the subject matter for today is Child Support News, the Trust Factors, and the Right to Vote. And as we move forward in the discussions, what the discussions are going to be is about this. Can a policing agency such as the Child Support Enforcement Systems offer accountability, transparency, and trust to decent obligors who pay child support? And why is it important for obligors to note during this election time? And what was the history behind the vanguards, the Black Panthers of 1966, that is? And what does that have to do with the struggles today? And the last in the discussion will be about what must be done to attain the trust of a decent obligor. And with that, all to say, all is welcome to come, ask questions, give testimony or comments. We need some historians, too, and some legal representatives to come and give tips and comments. So join us. Get out your pencil and paper and call in at this calling number of 347 Eight eight four eight six eight four. That number again is three four seven eight eight four eight six eight four. All right. Now, and for those that may not have a telephone or anything, you know, you need a phone other than a cell phone, and you don't have a phone, like a uh, a toll-free number. So, no excuse. Get on the line because this is going to be a very, very interesting show. You can call us at the guest call-in number of toll-free, 877-483-3153. That number again is 877-483-3153. And as I said before, this is about child support news, and it's dealing with the trust factors and the right to vote. So as we move forward, you know, I'm looking at when dealing with policing agencies such as the child support enforcement systems and how decent obligors that pay their child support, you know, uh, how how I would see that it would be important that trust factors should come in uh, into play. Uh, maybe it might be a, a new start to do something of this sort, but um, there do need to be some communication and connecting in this area. So let's say, again, before I get started with this show, uh, get out your pen and paper so that uh, you'll be able to listen in, write the number down, call in, express yourself. And for those that want to lay back and just listen in, the prompts will tell you how to get in to do that. Select that option on your keypad, okay? So now let's get started and let me introduce the guest that's on my show and 
You all should know him. Knowing by now, you know that Brother Alpha C. Rose, who is the president of Family First International, better known as, as FSI, okay? And he is here to answer and answer questions, uh, concerns you may have concerning child support issues. Just keep in mind the Q&As are limited to up to three minutes per call, giving all a chance to connect. Now, Brother Arthur is also here to help us all understand more about how to stay updated on these issues here and nowhere else heard but here on Block Long Marty Miss Claudia and Company on Block Talk Radio. So get some tea, take off your hats, and relax. And as I bring Brother Alpha into the show to communicate with us. All right. And here we go. Just a moment here as I check out where everything is. And there's a, I see a lot of you that have started already. So it's Brother Alpha anywhere to be available at this time. Brother Alpha, are you there? Brother Alpha, are you available? Hello? Brother Alpha. Okay. Well, let's, let me start off here until he comes. I don't see him anywhere. Brother Alpha, are you available? Are you online? Okay, just a moment. I am going to take a small call, pause for the calls, and I'll be right back, okay? I am going to have to... Uh, find where Brother Alpha is because this is going to be a great show. So just stay tuned here. Just a moment. I'll be right back.
right, all right. I am back, and you are listening to Lady Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. I want to apologize for the delay, but there are a bit, a little bit of uh, technical difficulties. I believe that uh, I should have Brother Alpha online as soon as I can have him. Okay. So, but until then, we're talking about child support news and the trust factor and the right to vote. And again, we're saying can a policing agency such as uh, such as um, the child support enforcement systems offer accountability, transparency, and trust to decent obligors who pay child support? And if there's anyone that's out there that may want to tackle this and help uh, understand uh, more about this area, you know that you're good to go to be able to express yourself. Again, calling at the call-in number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And the death call-in number is 877-483-3153. And so while I am here, I am going to just... Um, See if I can see if Brother Alpha is anywhere available again. Uh, Brother Alpha, are you online? I don't okay. know if you're online. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I just talked to Al. He, he, maybe he's having technical difficulties coming in. So this is Joan Zaynard. Yes, Yes, thank you. Hi, how are you? Welcome to the show, John. Thank you for for speaking up. So I guess the question would be, is this question, can a policing agency such as the Child Support Enforcement Systems offer accountability, transparency, and trust to decent obligors who pay child support? Tell us something that you may know about this. All right, I've been working in this field for over two decades. I have been running a nonprofit called Path Intervention. So I mm-hmm. know a lot about this. It, um, some of this depends on your state. Some of this depends on the players. Some yes. of this depends on how much money you have, how much money did you pay your attorney. Some Absolutely. of this has to do how well somebody hides their money or doesn't hide their money. There are too many factors to say that all cases are the same and fall under the same umbrella, if you will. Yes. What I can tell you is that the child support system doesn't really function in its entirety properly. There is okay. I have too many parents who are who I have parents who are living in their cars for the past six years because the mm-hmm. government has taken too much of their social security disability mm-hmm. they can't mm-hmm. afford to pay for a roof over their head. I have parents who have had to go back to live with their their own family. Because they, there's so much of their income is being taken for child support and alimony that they can't even keep their own roof over a head. I have parents who are in the negative and can't even are homeless yes. because of all of this. And they can't even live in their own cars. They're living in shelters because they don't even have a car anymore. Right, so right. The question, your question is got too many facets and pieces to it. Can we break this question down? to some smaller components that we can discuss each component in itself. Because okay. we're asking a huge question here. 
Yes, and I know that I am. So let's start with the first one. Can we can we uh can a can a policing agency offer accountability? Let's start with that. How is it that okay now go ahead, I'm listening. No, that's okay. I was gonna say, can they be account can they hold accountability? How can yes. you expect an agency to hold accountability when don't even know if the person providing the information about their income is telling the mm-hmm. truth or hiding the money. So is it fair to say that, that that they're responsible? Not really, because unless they are they have the ability to pay for forensic yes. specialists to mm-hmm. really review all the financial affidavit information there's no way for that agency to really know whether what the information they're getting is correct. And let me give you an example. My husband's case. Mm-hmm. His wife served him with a divorce without him, and he was never served. It was served to his landlord in a mailbox. Totally right. illegal. So my husband and my husband never got the paperwork because his landlord didn't give it to him in time, and it was never okay. properly served. So he did not go to court for the divorce. He didn't even know that she had changed attorneys and was now doing a new divorce. Okay. They were originally sharing. So she goes into court and says to the judge, see, he's not even here. He doesn't care about these kids. So court, hmm. instead of the judge questioning this and, and asking for a second service and proof that he was served and that he got the paperwork, he allows the case to proceed, gives her sole custody. He then says to her that now she can apply now to go for her child support. Well, yes. she has no proof of my husband's income, but she tells him she tells the court a number that is four times my husband's income, and she's mm. awarded this. It takes us four and a half years to prove to the court, and it took us having my husband being um, threatened with arrest to get a pro bono attorney who used the same evidence we've been using for four and a half years to Uh prove that the income she stated was false. So you're saying saying that behind these policing agencies and the trouble that you have uh, went through with these agencies, that there is no accountability for the mistakes that they make with decent obligors that are trying to do the right thing. Is that what you're saying? There is no accountability, and not only that, when it's been found in my husband's case that his ex-wife had lied, they refused to retro back to when my husband first applied for child support reduction Mm -hmm. and modification. Mm -hmm. And he was still paying, he had to still repay her that Mm -hmm. money prior to the reduction, prior to having his child support finally reduced to one-fourth of what it had been. Yes, yes. So there is no accountability yeah. because they don't want to be responsible for the fact that they, they listen to her. And, uh, and you have to understand, in the court's eyes, one of the reasons they do not penalize parents is because they are concerned that if they financially penalize a parent, it's going to affect the children because that parent will now not have that money to raise the child. Okay. So they didn't want to yeah. take the money away from the mother who had lied to the courts. 
So let's, let's, let's listen and see if someone else has something to say about that as well, because those are really key points for the reason why we are doing these shows. It's the show that outrages uh, issues that happen to families that are not demarcated, you know, the difference between a deadbeat and a decent parent. So I'm going to add to this another line, okay? And I will be right back with you. So hold that thought, all right? All right. Okay, the number of, I am going to call out the first three numbers of your area code and your last four digits of your number. We're going to start with 302, and that's the area code, 9632. Are you on the air? Is there anything that you would like to say about this? Yes, hi, Sister Wendy. Hello. Hi, hi there, Brother Alpha. Very good to hear from you. Yes. Very yes. good yes. to hear from you. Yes, hi there, Joan. I heard the response. I'm all amped up and excited. Joan, you made a valid point there, and thank you yes, for covering it. Um, as I stated before, and I'm going to address that very same question real nice and polite-like to the best that I can. The system, they do what they do. They can uh, 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 be accountable if they so chose to. But to realize where Joan is coming from, they don't want to be held accountable. They never did. Chances are they never will. Because and, and it still comes down to the fact that people that run these agencies that has a vested interest in keeping it all wrong, they are going to do everything within their uh, power to do just that, keep it wrong. Mm-hmm. Because this is never about what's in the best interest of the child, and it never will be what's in the best interest right. of the child until yes. the proper corrections are made, which they don't want to see happen. Do now, you know why they don't want to see those happen? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, me, wait a minute, wait a minute. Give me a second. Good. The, the, when, it, when it comes to money, rather uh, uh, child support, uh, Department of Children and Families, uh, anything to do with paying into these government structured mm-hmm. programs. Right. On one side of a form, on one side of the paper, where they say that you are the, you're responsible for your child or your finances or what have you, but they refuse to flip over that same paper to show you what's actually on the other side of that same paper that says uh, what we really are telling you that you're responsible as long as you have to pay into it, but we're really uh-huh. the ones that's responsible because we're dishing out these services that you are going to be held accountable for paying us back. Okay. okay. So when you don't pay us back, we'll, no problem. We'll just either threaten you with jail time or we're going to skip the threats. We'll just send you to jail. How about that? And we have a leg to stand on to allow that to happen. But now, did you also factor in the fact of, as a trickle-down effect, how that uh, taking a parent away from the child, have you factored in the fact that you're screwing that child up by way of taking that parent out of the child's life for that period of time, possibly up to Mm -hmm. two years in jail, what it's Mm -hmm. going to do to that child. I tend to believe that the child can care less about 
how much money they are getting when their mom or their dad is incarcerated for something that the system tells the child, well, this is not your fault. It's not even your problem. Uh, We're doing this in your best interest. They're supposed to pay child support on your behalf. They're not paying. We lock them up. Children, guess what? They're going to age. They're going to get older. They're going to look for the truth of the they're going to look for the true answers and not the smoke that you keep blowing in their face trying to uh justify why you lock their parents up. Mm-hmm. Okay? So there is no sweet side to this. But what bothers me the most is our government who has true access in the best resources to see how certain things plays out on the tail end after they, you know, do the test run and research and all what they invest into it. There's no there there's there's nothing that they don't know or have not known how a lot of these things were going to play out. But this is okay. what bothers me the most. You got you're gonna have children that's gonna be there it's almost like setting the children up. What they're doing is when you take that decent parent that they have a genuine relationship with and you lock that parent up for something that you tell the child that is not their Mm -hmm. fault, the child Mm -hmm. is going to eventually grow and they're going to think otherwise. Wait a minute. This is my fault. I I got my parent locked up because they can't pay Mm -hmm. something that's supposed to be meant for me. I did do this. So now the child is eventually going to uh, accrue. A, a bit of anger in my in 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 what I'm afraid of is how's that child going to vent that anger on the tail end as they mature into life? You see, okay. They, when that child when that child is without that parent for a period of time, that 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 down that time will never come back to that child. Right. Right. I'm gonna, well, I want to say a couple of things to what Al's saying here. Okay, so first he's talking about how. Um, they are taking all this money and they keep demanding child support from parents who don't have the money and they end up in jail. So first of all, the reason they do this is for every dollar in child support that the states obtain, they get federal funding for it. So it behooves them as the more parents get paying child support and the more parents that they who are delinquent, getting them to pay, the more dollars that agency gets. And in particular, I know here in Connecticut, where all our federal funding and budgeting has been depleted because the state is in such financial turmoil, these agencies all have had cutbacks. So they need to find a way to replace the state funding they've been cut. Well, what better way than to go after parents for not paying child support because for every dollar they finally get from that parent, the federal government gives them more money. In saying that, you have to understand that if you were to go after these agencies, they can try and claim sovereign immunity. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Uh-huh. Any federal agency that obtains federal funding cannot claim sovereign immunity unless they are Absolutely. willing to forfeit their federal their federal funding. funding. Absolutely. Now, mm. next okay. thing, we're talking about the jail sentencing. I'm going to say it was close to two years ago. Well, I think that, hold on for a minute, Joan. Joan, no, listen, Joan. Okay, I think that we're getting ahead, 
and let me let me come in and ask the questions because you're getting a little bit ahead, and I wanna I wanna <laughs> I wanna do this in a in a in an order. Don't um, I appreciate okay. you putting out there the information the way you are because it needs to be heard. It truly do, and you know, and, and we're still uh, wanting to tackle that part about the trust factor. Okay, and what I'm finding out and what I'm listening to between you and Brother Alpha is that, you know, there is no accountability and no transparency or a way for decent undergrads to trust that policing agency based upon of the information you said. And so what I'm going to do is add another caller on that may have something to say about it. And I want to know, what is your last four digits of your uh, telephone number, Joan, so that I won't mix you up? Uh, 0318. All right. So the next caller that I'm going to add to here, taking it three deep, will be 267-8699. Are you on the air? Do you have something to say about this? Hello, caller? All right, well, the caller decides that they want to uh, listen in. Okay, well, that's all right, too. So we're going to go to the next one. See, because talking about jail, Joan, um, and Brother Alfred, brings the point of this. Why is it important for obligors to vote during the election time, and what does it have to do with, you know, when they go to jail and they can't vote? What happens and what it causes, you know, for movement to take place? Either one of you can answer that question. Well, I don't even know if I want to even go there because I want to tell you what our federal commissioner for child support enforcement, Vicki Turetsky, came to Connecticut and said. Okay, she was here two years ago, and she said, jobs, not jail. She said, our parents do not belong in jail. Jail is not helping them. They need jobs so they can afford to pay their child support. She said, white orders. She said, white orders, not wrong orders, orders that parents can afford not orders that because they used to make that amount of money means that they should make that amount of money. In today's economy, mm-hmm. that doesn't exist. She said, uh, there was a third thing she said, um, hang on, it was jail's not jail, uh, job's not jail, uh, right order's not wrong. And I can't remember the third one at the moment. I'll remember it in a little bit because it will probably come up. Basically what she was saying is the child support system isn't working. We also have to make sure that parents are being able to see their kids because when a parent can see their kids, they are more likely to pay their child support. The parent that is alienated or unable to see that child and, being, and having the relationship interfered with is less likely to pay their mm-hmm. child support. Uh-huh. Okay. But Brother I told people you need to keep contacting Vicki Turetsky and tell her or her offices that that's not what's happening, that these are the things that are going on. Because she doesn't realize how extensive and damaging the child support system is in the condition that it is in. Okay, Brother Alfred, what do you have to say about that, and what does that, how does that affect, you know, for uh, obligors to be able to vote, whether it is in your state or any state? I mean, because if you're trying to make a movement. 
to get uh, issue out there that will be uh, uh, that 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 will be a uh, resolving. Uh, how would that impact? Because you got you got fathers and mothers going to jail. Um, you ain't got many people to to rally for the point or to vote to make a movement if there was anything that was on the ballot for this. What do you think? Well, well, first and foremost, you know, voting is a civil liberty, and, you know, it goes against the grain to say that I have this liberty, and at will, once you criminalize me, you found a way to go ahead and steal my vote, okay? I can't utilize something that's nothing more than the worth on a piece of paper, but I can't use it for anything, you see? At this particular point in time, looking at the candidates, you know, you have people that's, you know, saying where we are today we're looking mm-hmm. at uh, three possible candidates, and what ha- what we're facing is, you know, possibly to get the lesser of the three evils elected, <laughs> for whatever that's worth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so that that still does not mean or guarantee in any mm-hmm. form or fashion that we're going to get this process dealt with or any other process because things tends to change once people uh, dust the old dust off from the previous person. They dust it off and what have you, and then they get comfortable and sit down in a chair, and all of a sudden the whole agenda changes, if you know what I mean. So, right. it, 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 I, you know, listen, I got to a point where <laughs> I'm no longer scratching my head, picking my nose or what have you, because it doesn't matter who you know and, and, and what the discussion is. Sometimes you just have to go out and make noise yourself on your own because, you know, you got some people that may be going through a whole lot of stuff and dealing with it, but they become complacent. And the reason why I, I take it there is because none of these people that seems to be going through the stuff calls you up and say, hey, how can I? How mm-hmm. do I fit in? Where do you need me at? What What can we do? Can, how, how can we make this happen? They, so basically they complain a lot and whine a lot about everything but doing mm-hmm. nothing at all. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just go ahead and do to the best of my ability what I can do and work with my clients on a one-on-one basis to the best of my ability. This thing is something that should not have reared its ugly head and gotten to this stage where we are today at point. Case in point, um, last uh, our last show we had a dynamite guest on the show, uh, Attorney Jamie, and she was right on point with some things. Uh, upon talking to uh, several different people that heard the show, they've, you know, and these are separate, separate different people, but they all came back to the same conclusion. Yes, she was bringing some dynamite things to the table, but the problem is, is that she was not an advocate, per se. She was just a service provider. See, she was somebody that can go and, and negotiate terms to keep you out of jail and this, that, and the other. But she was not a frontline person to yell out so her peers can also jump on board, follow her lead, and jump on board and say, Sister Jamie, uh, we got you. We know that there's stuff that's wrong. We need to back you up and because you have something great going on, we need to follow your lead and make sure nothing happens to you, and we need to pass the buck and, you know, make this thing happen uh, further out. But, you know, like I, like I told these people, hey, listen, she's, uh, at least she's 
initiating some stuff. She's not just talking about it. She is being about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Rather or rather it being on a small scale or not or however you perceive it to be, at least she's doing something. And that's a lot more than I can say for most people. So uh, 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 I can see uh, just her work alone as being an excellent starting point and some ammunition to team up and rectify, you know, some of the easier things that we can get rectified. Not that, not a lot of uh, in-depth stuff that's going to take a period of time to deal with, but there's a lot of easy victories that we can deal with, uh, very easy and very simply, such as the people that's not working. Even though everybody doesn't need training, everybody doesn't need a parenting class or what have you, but you know, we even have, offer programs through FFI that will validate uh, an adult parent as being just that, an adult parent. Stop putting them back and trying to uh, downsize them like they are one of these 20, 30, 40-year-old parents. You know what I mean? Because the, the, the state offers a lot of dummy-down programs. You're not considered a parent until we validate you to be a parent, and we got to give you a certificate to validate that. Are you serious? So so what I'm saying is a lot of people that's dealing with this, they truly are parents. They fall asleep when they feel as though I can't beat this thing, I have no outlet, I you know, they're beating up on me and this is what's happening. I talk uh, uh I talked to a gentleman just this week. He told me about uh his he he was subject to go to jail. His boss came to court, wrote a check three weeks in advance for that man's pay to pay him, uh, pay the court to make sure that they didn't send him to jail. The problem is the young man is not going, he did not go to jail, but he's working the next three weeks for free. See, he does not get an income because the court did not want to work with uh, the gentleman. When When the gentleman put on the table, hey, listen, every week, I get paid every week. I'll come in and I'll make the payment. The court said, that's not good enough. You're going to have to pay this all in a lump sum if you don't want to go to jail. So, you know, did that really help? So now this man has to make good on all that money that his boss paid just to live, uh, you know, from pennies to pennies or wherever his next meal comes from or wherever he's going to be living because he's not going to make an income. Uh, And also, is he going to see his children? Oh, I guess that's yet to be seen. You know. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, well, you know, this is all good stuff. Wait a minute. Just a second. Um, just a second. There's a, a, some more callers that I would like to see if they have something to say about this as well. Uh, because I understand that this is a very interesting conversation, and we're trying to connect because we uh, not only do we want to talk about this situation, but we do want to put something into force where we're doing something about it, and we need to connect. You know what I'm saying? So um, let me ask uh, some other callers if they have an opinion about this, and we'll get back with you, Ms. Jones. Okay? Just a moment here. Uh, To the caller of 302-9954, are you available and on the line? How about 267-9671? Is that you, Joan? No, two six seven though is um is a is a Connecticut exchange, but I don't know what the area code on that one is. 
Okay, it's 267-9671. Caller, are you available to want to speak on this subject? Somebody's parents okay, can you hear me, caller? Okay, well we'll just we'll just keep going because uh, maybe they're all just wanting to just listen in and see what we're talking about, and that's a good thing too. So the last the, the question that uh, that's really going to be the pivot of this uh, conversation is this one that I I want to provide this one and you. You or Joan or both of you can yeah, I want to, uh, answer yeah. this question just a moment, okay? And this one here is about what was the history? Okay, now we see that we have all of these issues that's out there, and, you know, and, and history repeats itself. That's the way I'm looking at it. So the question that I'm putting here is this. What was the history behind the vanguards, the Black Panthers of 1966? And what does it have to do with today's struggle and what we're going through right now? And if anybody wants to answer that one, you know, answer that one because that's a big one. First of what I would like to do, Wendy, is respond to some of the things that um, Al had said because I have some other things that might fit in well. One of the things is Al was talking about speaking up and fighting back, and I just want people to be aware of something. I've been doing this for two decades I spoke up. I'm being retaliated against in my state. And when I say retaliated, I mean big time. And I'm not going to go into it, but anybody can call me, email me, and I will send you the, the hell story I've been through because I spoke up. Next, when we talk about this being locked up in jail because you haven't been able to pay your child support, debtor's prison was outlawed in 19, I want to say 1930s, might have been, but my concern about being locked up for child support is twofold. One, it affects your record and your background check because now you've got a criminal record and now when they do run a background check, you can't get a job. In fact, even if you're not locked up in jail and you owe money, that debt comes up on your background check, and it affects your ability to get a job. So these are all things that we all have to kind of keep in the back of our mind. Now, there is something that the Palmers, Ron and Sherry Palmer, actually just sent to me. It's a huge brief where they talk about parents' rights. And mm-hmm. they're not – the Constitution affords for us to have parental rights, but we're not being allowed them. Now, it's on the front page of my, home, of my website that somebody can click on it and order this brief that they've done and tailor it to their state and file it within their own state. But it's basically helping to, re- to find a way to ensure that parents' parental rights are not being violated in the state. Now, on to okay. your question of the Black Panthers, which is funny because my father – actually is a doctor, and years ago he had one of the Black Panthers as a patient. Um, and the guy ultimately ended up blowing himself up and trying to make a bomb. But the point is that I think where you're getting at with the Black Panthers is this was a group of people that were standing up and fighting back for their rights. And, and while some of them fought in a nonviolent way, others did not. Mm-hmm. So we right. see this with some of these parents. Some are fighting back in... A violent, in a nonviolent way, saying, look, I don't see my kids. Why am I paying child support for kids I don't see? Others are saying, I don't have the money. I don't make this kind of money. How am I supposed to pay child support that I can't pay? And my answer to the most of those parents is, you know what? 
at least send something. It shows that you are trying to pay. The courts cannot fault you for not for trying. So let's say, for example, your child support is $150 a week, but you don't have an extra $150. You have $50. It's called good faith payment. You send them $50. You send them $35. At minimum $35, that shows a good faith payment to trying to make these payments. But that clearly it is above and beyond. It's not clearly, but this is what you're saying to them is, look, I don't, can't, I'm not making that kind of money. I think that with the Black Panthers, their fight, they were very vocal. They tried to make a huge stand to and wake and wake the country up, if you will. Mm-hmm. Some of them woke the country up. Some people looked at it as being, oh, these are just a bunch of complainers, a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. They, they just mm-hmm. they don't get it. They don't. That's just not their thing. So right, because everybody is talking. Everybody is talking. Nobody is doing anything. And when we go back and we look at the history of uh, black, the Black Panthers, the vanguards of 1966, they had not just only a, 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 uh, a group that was able to expand and do some things, but they had an all-program, a movement, okay? And... Um, and my thing is, is that why reinvent the wheel when you can learn from some of this that was done back then, even though we had some issues with that president and that government of that time that tried to disintegrate or disseminate the groups. And when you look at what's going on with the struggles today, it's the same thing that they were talking about back then, joblessness. Okay. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure Wendy was in the Black Panthers is the appropriate group to bring up because they did a lot of bombing to prove their point. I think that would be the wrong direction. I think what you're well, no, at I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that we have to do the, uh, the enforcement the way that they've done it, okay, because in that era of time, they felt that they had to do that. But there are some very, very good things that they have that they stood up about that all just to say that we need to come together, okay, because nothing can get done if all we're doing is just talking. We can't just just talk about this thing. We gotta come in a number in a nonviolent way as I will always want it to be. But someone and everyone has to come together about it. You know, because they're not gonna just listen to you by yourself, John or Brother Alpha or me or you know, and by ourselves. We have to come with two hundred people in order to get an eye, somebody to listen to the issue. That's what we need to be working on. How the rallies of people would get them. Okay, Wendy, that's what we do in Connecticut. I have spoken in front of the legislative and judiciary. That is one of the reasons I'm being retaliated against because I spoke up. I spoke up back in 1995 when I I had my rights violated. I mean, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, many of us are speaking out, but I'm still dealing with being retaliated against by by the state of Connecticut. I'm not, and you're going like to. We're going to. We're going to. Right. Any time that you go right. up again, I will tell you to try to do something us. right, you're going right. to go through it. Yes. But I want people to be aware of that, that if they yes. take on that fight, they must be prepared for the fallout. So that Because right. I was not prepared that this is what was going to happen to me. Trust me, I'm losing my house because of it. All right? I've lost, I pretty much lost almost everything because of it. 
I'm going to tell you, I understand you. I am with you. Here in Connecticut, at least 200 of us came out and testified to the legislature. We got a bill passed to look at the family courts and, in particular, the guardian ad litem and the attorneys for the minor children who were ripping us all off here, and that there were issues with the family courts. Part of those issues, yeah, are child support. But, unfortunately, there's, there's so many pieces to the family court system that are dysfunctional that we're picking one piece, child support. But you've got more than one piece. You've got child support. You've got custodial interference. You have guardian ad litems and um, attorneys for the minor child who are being put on cases that are corrupt. You have parents. You have the minute you hand in a financial affidavit, now the courts know how much you're worth. Now the attorneys know how much you're worth. Now they know how much to bilk you. And now they know how long to drag the case out. And what they look for then is guardian ad litems who will help them to drag the case out so they can all make money. So yes, now it's not talking you, multiple, multiple things that all come into play because of a family court system. And, when you, and if you're going to look at that, something else that Al brought up was that, you know, do they understand the psychological trauma that they're causing these kids by locking mm-hmm. the parents up because they didn't pay child support because they couldn't afford to pay it? Right. And now that the parents can't that, get a job? That. Right. But that's my, and that's my next thing, which I spoke about, and you can look up on YouTube for my name, and you'll see I've spoken about the fact that these professionals and the fam- people in the court systems are not properly trained. They are not properly educated. A psych 101 is not enough. A 30-hour training program is not enough. Even a BS in psychology is not enough if you have not been trained in marriage and family therapy and, more importantly, child psychology. I'm actually trying to take my education and my degree to the next level from my master's and do a doctorate on sociopathic behavior because that's a large part of what I see with the families I work with, sociopathic behavior. Yes. So I, I think. Well, so, so, so do you agree? So do you agree with this, Joan? And Brother Arthur, you can kick in at any point in time. She's doing a hell of a job, I'm telling you, because this stuff needs to come out. You know, I, I really appreciate you stepping up, speaking up, and speaking out about your situation here, Joan. And the question would be: Is do you feel that uh, thy way of changing? to demarcate the difference between a deadbeat parent versus a decent parent, that the, that, that act that Hillary Clinton's husband, Bill Clinton, put into, uh, into enforce, okay, should be changed, legislation changed. Do you the think that we should go to that? No, the whole family court system has to be thrown out with the bathwater and, re- and redone <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the whole thing has thrown out with the bathwater because it is so bad, it is so corrupt, and it is so misused that mm-hmm. the kids and the and the targeted parents and the parents paying child support are falling through the tracks. And then you have the parent who has the money but refuses to pay the child support. The whole system has to be thrown out with the bathwater, and a better system. And you know, and you know that they're not going to reform that system. They, they too lazy. They've been, see, they've been too lazy at this point. They've been used to the people accepting the system the way no, that it is. No, because they get too many federal. 
No, because they get too many federal dollars. Who are they getting the federal dollars from? Who are they getting the federal dollars from? They are getting it from, right, but who are they getting it from? By the people that they put in in the privatized jails and uh, other uh, organizations where they're spending the money at. That's how it's ran. It's ran by money. Okay, if this has been their product that they have been doing for years and years and years, and it has not been dealt with until really this point, it was at one point the Black Panthers back at that time was dealing with the economic issues and also the uh, joblessness and the conditions of the way that uh, the communities were in. Nowadays, we have the same thing, but what my issue is is that everybody is hoping for the same common goal, but the organizations and different companies will come together because one or the other, one because they don't want to be a part of the, of the, of the movement or because they want to be the chief of the organization and don't want to share, you know, their 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 uh their structure with everyone else to be a whole unit moving in this thing. That's what I'm having problems with. Well, one of the biggest issues is when we talk child support, all the states have different rules. Not all of them, but the, there are some states that have different that whose rules. Um, are a little perplexing to me. For example, as I believe it's California, they base their child support on the amount of time the child spends with the parent. So if a parent is alienating the children from, one of the, from the other parent, that targeted alienated parent has to pay more money in child support for seeing their kids less, but not because they're not wanting to see the kid, but because the mm-hmm. parent is them. Mm-hmm. So my answer here is that part of the problem is if we have shared joint custody, Assuming that both parents are sick parents and mm-hmm. both parents are therefore taking care of the kids 50-50, all right, then right. there shouldn't be an issue of child support because both parents are taking care of the kids 50-50 and responsible for the kids' things 50-50. When we switch well, 50-50, the only where that you might have a little child support is when you're talking a family where one parent's income is diversely different from the other parents, and maybe that parent has to contribute some extra child support money to help the other parent. But Mm -hmm. both parents on a joint 50-50 custody split down the middle, there wouldn't be any child support being paid at all. Well, okay, let's look at it from this point. Okay, let's see if we have other callers that might have something to say about this. Okay, I am going to call out 910, last four digits is 0689. Caller, is there anything you are on the line? Is there anything you want to say about this? Stand up, speak up, and speak out. Welcome to Lighting Miss Cardi and Company on BPR. Caller of area code 910. Last digit, 0689. Would you like to have anything to say about this? All right, then we're going on to the next. All right, we have another caller, uh, 678, area code, 2258. Is there anything you want to say about this subject? Okay. Well, I think everybody just wants to listen in. This must be a very, very important piece of information. So, Brother Arthur, 
Are you still there? Uh, I am. Yes. Okay, brother Al. So can you can you can you take it from here to uh, to answer any other you know well to or what Miss Jones was talking about? Can you clarify more on that situation? Well, elaborate a little bit. Uh, sure. I mean, everything Joan is saying is impact right on point. You know, it still factors down to the individual. We know that, and like I said earlier, people talk a lot, they complain and whine about a lot, but there is actually a place for them to fit in in order to get the the wheels turning so mm-hmm. we can for, so we can force the, the 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 powers that be to do their jobs. Mm-hmm. Okay? When it comes down to you know, you go to the election booth to elect someone to take office. We are called constituents. There, we place demands up front. A, hey, this is what we expect within reason. Uh, question for any elected official: Why would they see this to be uh, unreasonable for me to just want to have the ability to live? Yeah. And if I'm able to live. My children are going to be just fine. Now, one thing I can share with you, there's a lot of people that's out there, okay, and I'm talking about the ones that has lost their jobs because I've talked to some of them. Do you know, honestly, uh, they have not gone to the courts to even try to get a modification for the mere fact that they're afraid of the courts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back back mm-hmm. to where I was where I was uh, talking to you about the gentleman that owes his employer, you know, for going yes. to court to pay his fee for the next three weeks. They, you know, yes. he's not going to have a check. But this is what I wanted to say. He too, just like actually, there's two gentlemen, but I, but this one I'm talking about. The uh, court clerk had the audacity to ask the third party payer. This is all you can afford to pay. You can't pay any extra for him. Now, 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 wait just a second. Wait just a second. I'm in here as a third-party payer. First of all, this is not my case. I'm doing, you know, a righteous thing. This young man mm-hmm. is employed by me. He's an excellent worker. He is a decent person, and I need him on the job. Uh, I'm paying this, and you want to come and ask this dumbfounded question about me paying more money. And they only did that because he was the gentleman that's making the payment on behalf of Mm -hmm. this uh, uh, person. He was the Mm -hmm. employer. So it was very easy for it to roll off their tongue to Mm -hmm. prompt that type of question. But see, Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you the honest truth about dealing with support enforcement, they actually provoke you to not want to deal with them, first and foremost. These people, okay, these, should, these people are on should, their job. Hold on, wait, wait, just a wait a second. Wait just a second. These people, these people, they will go ahead and do certain things or talk to you in such a kind of way to get you all frizzled and frazzed out to the point where uh-uh, I don't want to deal with you. And they're banking on that for you not to deal with them for so you can set up for the next time that we have this encounter, the next time you have to come in here and deal with us. Because if, you, if you're all frazzed up, 
and pissed off about the treatment that you got when you went in there the first time. So the second time, you're already going to walk in there with an attitude and a chip on your shoulder. I know last our last show, uh, Ms. Janie, Attorney Janie, said that these uh, clerks, we have to realize that they are only human beings as well. They're individuals. But that still does not justify the reason why they should treat anyone out of the line of profession in their duties or functions. You cannot, that does not justify just because you are a human being, I'm supposed to treat you this way and have a leg to stand on as to why I treat you this way. If you do that in any other kind of job, uh, and report, and it's been reported, you are reprimanded. I have yet to see uh, uh, a lot of reprimanding going on in this particular venue, rather Department of uh, Children's and Families, Child Support, wherever. These, you know, they have that hidden underground oath amongst themselves that we're not privy to know about, so they stay protected. What about the see? And now I'm taking it to the point of what about some of the attorneys that finally decided that they're going to speak up and speak out on these injustices? And even these attorneys have been railroaded and kicked out and have their livelihoods threatened. See, this thing is so deep. And yeah, because the, it's all about money. That's you know, all it is. Absolutely. It's all absolutely. about money. It's all absolutely. paid by money. And you're talking about a communist. You know, they talked about, you know, people being communists. I would consider this as a communist act by our systems and, 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 and uh, government because, you know, of how they have sole ownership of this type of production because it produces money. And so, therefore, yes, there's going to be all kinds of uh, blocks to keep you know, common folk from, you know, interfering. Now, we talk about from what Ms. John was saying was about education. Now, it, it do that kind of an education that we're speaking about. It needs to be in workshops and different things of that sort, so to get it out there and um, and 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 to help to bring people together to have the knowledge that they need in order to help themselves because. At this point, there's people that go in there like myself, when I was paying child support, you and Ms. Joan, what family, you know, structure of issues that she's going through with the system as well, you know, and others. But the point of it is, is that we've got knowledge. We was able to fight. We was able to get it and, and, and get them to back up off of us. But... How do we get the others to do the same? There are some okay. that will not do it. There will be none that will not. There will be some that won't do it and that we're going to have to have a backing to help them. So I'm not saying that we have to be, you know, revolutionaries in terms of, you know, enforcing and fighting in a uh, negative way, but I believe that our mouths need to open up and let it be known what it is and what's going on so that, when we do put the group together, that we're talking in the same language, you know, and that yeah. it's getting across to the government and to the states and their uh, systems what is really going on. And I don't know. I am trying to find a way 
to get this out. Wendy, my organization does that. That's what past intervention does. We educate. My partner and I just came back from Texas at the end of January. We we presented a two-part, three-hour training program on, on, in this particular case, was parental alienation and child abuse, psychological child abuse. Okay? Mm-hmm. We provide, this is one of the things we are doing, is trying to get a conference going here in Connecticut to not only educate parents on things but the professionals. But I want to step back on something else here. I don't know how far back your cases go. Back in the 90s, when my husband's case was going on, he was, of course, got it that his wife was alienating, but they didn't know what to do. Now, when he would go, what would happen with my husband is that he would, his ex-wife, every week would write letters or call child support enforcement, claiming he hadn't paid his child support. And eventually, once a month, just about, he'd get dragged into court for child support. He'd be completely paid up, and the judge would say, why are we here? He's paid up. And she would, and my husband's ex-wife would say, because I want him locked up in jail. And the judge would say, why? He hasn't done anything wrong. He's all paid up. This was in the 90s. Now, over time, as our economy began to bottom out, about 2006, things began to change in the family courts because attorneys were no longer getting hired because people couldn't afford to hire them. So they began to turn to the guardian ad litem role and in, and where they could charge $350 to $450 an hour to supposedly represent what was in the best interest of the children. But at the same time that this, this was happening with people not being hired for jobs, people were losing their jobs, Governments began to do cutbacks. So now the agencies were losing money, which is something I mentioned earlier. So the only way they could get that money back in there was to now file other charges so they could get the federal funding dollars that come in from Title, I think it's Title 19. I can't remember the title right now. But the point is that it wasn't until about 2006 that this problem began to become a huge monetary issue. And that's because Mm -hmm. that's about the time that the economy really took a dive. Okay? So, I mean, we're looking at several things here, you know, and I don't – I think we have the biggest issue. I think if we didn't have an economic situation in this country with parents losing their jobs left and right, then they get a new job, but it's not paying them as much as their old job, but the – Child support doesn't care because they base it on what you were able to make or were once making without realizing that that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. they figure that for every dollar that the parent isn't paying, they get federal funding to get that dollar back. So that's how they keep so, their programs running. So I'm going to ask this question. This is the last question of the evening, you know, and Joan B. will be my guest to on this as well as you too, Brother Alpha. Um, what must be done to attain the trust of decent obligors? What must the system do? What must the systems that we are, are, are dealing with, what must be done for them to attain the trust of decent obligors? Because the whole thing is about the trust factor, and it's uh, went down the drain. And so what must be done? What do you think personally, not organizationally, but personally, right. need to be done? 
I think there's a lot of things, sweetie. Unfortunately, I think what we're looking at at this point is that you've got people that aren't properly trained. We have a child support system that isn't being properly adjudicated. We have a serious, I think that there isn't one answer to this other than we really need to break the family court system down. You have a problem here, in fact, that if there's a child support payment, that child support and visitation aren't even allowed to be heard in the same courtroom. So when a parent is denying the other parent access to their child and that other parent is, can't, even, can't even say, well, why am I being made to pay child support for a child that my ex won't let me see? Okay. Instead of taking the child support payment, putting it in an escrow account, and saying to this other parent, look, you either start encouraging a relationship between the children and the other parent, or you don't get any child support. It's going to sit in this escrow account until such time that these kids have a healthy relationship. And on the other okay. flip side of this, on the other flip side of this, is the parent that's not paying child support. Why aren't they paying? Child? Is it because they don't want to, or because they can't afford to? And how do we adjudicate and, and figure out that answer? Because maybe the parent is paying because they're not paying the kids, or they're not paying because they can't afford it. And mm-hmm. somebody's got some music or something. Okay, thank you. In those states where if you, that they, like in some states, if you go and get a second and a third job so you can keep a roof over your head, they start mm-hmm. taking that income and including it in child support, yet you're only working those extra jobs so that you can keep a roof over your head because all the other money from your first job is being taken to pay child support. And they're not understanding. You can't do this. People need to be, and and this is what I tell people, $1 is $1. Just because you get divorced, $1 doesn't become $2. It's still $1. And that's the mentality that we have with these these people is that they think, oh, because you got divorced, now your single dollar is now worth two. And now you can pay for two families. No, it doesn't work that way. The answer here is shared parenting across the board, 50-50. Most of the child support issues become a non-issue, except where we have some families where there is a large disparity in one parent's income. And then, yes, maybe there, sh- there, should be an ad- there might be an additional amount of money in the form of alimony and or child support to help you know, the other parent. But if both parents make about the same amount of money, 50-50 down the middle in custody, and we don't have a child support issue. All right, Joan, I need to stop you here. Joan, I need to stop you here because, see, I'm getting down to the very end of the show, and uh, it has been a very big pleasure of having you to speak and tell what's going on in your neck of the woods and what you are dealing with. But, you know, I need to uh, get some small regards in here, you know, uh, before the show is in. So I want to thank you, and we're going to have another show, another continuation on this on this issue. And uh, I hope that you will be also on that show as well to give your feedback on that one. And uh, I just want to say thank you. Honey, write down my phone number. Call me later on because I don't always have availability in the every evening because my husband doesn't like me on the phone past 8 o'clock, but I decided I, I would call in on Okay. I understand, and, and that I do have. So blessings to you, and thank you again for being on the show, okay? I have to, yeah. I have to finish it out at this point, and we will have another chance to do this uh, next week. 
up at the same time, okay? So thank you very much for your time, okay? All right, Brother Alpha? Yes. Yes, I mean. My, 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 uh, what, what I want to do since we're down at the end here is that, uh, you know, state, you know, to the hearers about, you know, how to contact you. And, uh, and we're, we're going to resume this next week at the same time on Sunday. Okay? Okay. Yes, the uh, best way to contact me is familyfirstinternational at gmail.com or 860-913-6516. And I just wanted to uh, put this in uh, right before we close out. A lot of that factual information and personal information that Joan had uh, given to us, which is beautiful, um, I, I heard a couple things, you know, that rise by similarities from various states that I have visited. And, because of the uh, the issue at hand where you have uh, one set of child support laws governing one state versus uh, the laws that's governing another state, and I've said it all along, until we can get all states pretty much on one uh, neutral playing field, one neutral page, then you're always going to see, be presented with these various issues all the time, which is is not even necessary. Okay, it's not necessary. Why should you have to leave your state to relocate to another state just because that state over there has more leniency than your state? Uh, you know, because once you do that, now according to the Deadbeat Parent Punishment Act, that's to prosecute uh, 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 obligors that hasn't paid over a period of time and stamp a label of misdemeanor or felony on you, but primarily to go after those parents that they claim uh, relocates to another state to avoid paying child support when really uh, you're going to another state uh, maybe to find a job or just because there's some form of leniency where you can even get something as simple as your driver's license back. You know what I'm saying? So, but when you look at the bottom line to the whole thing is they are, with these uh, laws, they have, uh, you know, come up with a device to build more family separation because when you have to go to another state seeking some type of, uh, uh, help and leniency or what have you, don't you think that, that these decent obligors are missing their kids as well? So once again, what's truly in the best interest of these children? You see, I get so burnt out behind the lie that's always been promoted because the propaganda machine has been well-oiled. But yeah. when you don't have the right people coming to the table to want to have this kind of talk that has the power to make the adjustments, Mm-hmm. There, you're gonna conf- you're gonna be confronted with these ongoing issues, and you know it, it, it's just a burnout at times. You know, yeah. it, it, it really is. But we do the best we can with what we have to work with. I just wish that the propaganda machine would honestly uh, come and tell the truth as to what the system uh, was set up for with good intentions and where they are today as it pertains to why they do what they honestly do by raking in all this money 
rather it's from the good obligor or the bad obligor. You know, just tell us okay. the truth. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, well, with that to say, you know, um, we got a whole lot of work ahead of us, that's for sure. And, you know, and I just want to thank you, Brother Alpha, you know, for uh, being a part of this show and also uh, bringing this uh, type of uh, issue on child support news, you know, in the front so people can see um, the other aspects of, of, of existence of life and what thing what we're going through as a people, you know, going to jail, how can we uh how can we flourish and do anything and take care of any responsibility if we're in jail? I've never really understood the thought process that was behind that, but I just want to thank you for, you know, bringing these issues to light where, you know, others can come on board and and tell their story and to comment and ask questions, you know, on this. And so, again, as I am here, you know, uh, to be a support to a positive movement, we're not looking to, uh, you know, kill people and all of that stuff to get a thing done, but definitely we want to be heard about what's going on in the community uh, that we are here to serve and we put people in office uh, based up on votes, and then we get turned around and we got turncoats that, you know, turn against us and do us in and do us wrong. But this is the system that we chose. We chose this type of a system with uh, trusting individuals into office to do our affairs when actually we can do our own affairs if we come together and help one another. I mean, it would take a great big deal of responsibility off of the government. Uh, you know, that's the responsibility part. But when they come to the money, they want to keep that production going on. You know, so um, as I said before, this is really a a show that is unlike any other show I have never heard of it anywhere, anybody talking about it to this magnitude. And I just want to thank you, Brother Alpha, for you choosing this particular form, you know, to share, you know, this issue about child support. Yes, you're welcome. Okay? Yes. Yes. And so with that to say, uh, everyone that have heard uh, the issues surrounding child support, I would hope that you would also come back and be a part of the show and to listen in and give your feedback and, most of all, come together. You know, there are lawyers that are out there that are fighting for you. There are good lawyers, Christian lawyers, uh, that want to help to protect you. And so I have one, definitely, and we have talked about it, did this evening, and her name is Jamie, okay? And she is the, uh, the attorney of Manning Law, which is Christian-based. And she is out to protect you and protect your family's legal needs, okay? Um, if you seek Christian legal advice from a lawyer, you know, that you can trust, this is what you can do. You can seek for this type of a lawyer, I trust her, 
all right? And Manning Law is located in Columbus, Ohio. And you can call at this office those that are on the East Coast that are in Columbus that may be listening to this program. Um, you can call the number 614-597-1330. Also, Manning Law Company is having a co-parenting workshop coming up very soon for parents and families, tools to make it work. Event. It starts April 23rd, 2016, from 1 to 3 p.m., okay? Go to the website, www.christiandivorceattorneys.com, and register. Don't miss out on this amazing workshop, and it's free, y'all. So with that all said, I have something to say from Lardy Miss Clardy to you all. Listen. Nothing can get done talking about it. We need to connect, collaborate, and make something happen. Right now, we all are stomping for, I feel, all the same cause, and we need to come together with other organizations and other states, come together and bridge and come forth and make a movement about this issue because we're losing families, we're losing husbands, we're losing men, we're losing women. Uh, people are being, they're dying suicide, they're killing their families now, children and women behind this issue of not being able to pay child support, not being able to, uh, to handle their responsibility because why? We don't have jobs. We don't have jobs. Okay, and that right there is a big factor. And those that go to jail, we're losing them in the society because they are no longer useful in some states where they can't even vote. Their voice don't even count. I feel that is unfair. But, you know, again, we can't do anything alone. We have to be like the ants, come together and work together to get a job done. That is from Lardy Miss Clardy to all the listeners in the house. Please come back next week. We have same the child support news on Sunday at the same time, 4.30 uh, Pacific time and 7.30 Eastern time, okay? And upcoming is all call for the call center reps to come out and enjoy a time to rant and rave and have fun talking about the customers, all right? And that starts at 4.30 here on Pacific Time, 7.30 Eastern Time, okay? And, uh, and just enjoy your Sunday and have peace and love to you all. And I appreciate you all. Brother Alpha, is there any, anything left that you would want to say before the show ends? Yes, well, I appreciate you having me on, and um, thanks, Sister Joan, for joining us. Yes, it seems like it seems like we're growing and we're getting some input. And I, you know, mm -hmm. once again, I thank you for the opportunity. Uh, thank all the You're listeners, and, and and the only thing I like to leave with the listeners is don't just be a listener. You have a <laughs> mouth, you have a voice. I appreciate hearing what's on your mind. Uh, if we can get something you know, mapped out and uh, get it structured the right way that's going uh -huh. to be conducive for the well-being of the child. We need yeah. to do just that. 
Uh, this right. is not a project that, that there isn't just one or two or three players on any given team that's going to make this happen. We need help. Uh, you know, a lot of people aren't working, so there's certainly a lot of volunteers out there. I, I know there is. You know, feel free to get to especially give me a call, and, uh, you know, there's many places that I can get you plugged in. You know, because it's not just happening in my state, your state. It's happening all across the country. Everywhere, yes. Okay. But all I know, around the world. All around the world, absolutely. Yep. And, all and around I do the un- world. And I do understand that everybody has a pressing issue, you know, of their own and what have you. Mm-hmm. We can't fix everything, mm-hmm. but those little things that we can fix, let's get that dealt with. Okay. And one That's thing right. that I, one thing I, I don't want to uh, see, uh, see manifest itself is, you know, that weighs very heavy on me. Is I always uh, 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 carry heavy this question that was prompted to me. Uh, by this young lady uh, that I that I was uh, privy to come in contact with, and she had asked when uh, Brother Walter Scott was shot dead in South Carolina because of an old bench warrant via child support. Her question was, "Who's going to be the next Walter Scott?" Since now, okay. that it's, since now that yep. we all know the reason why he jumped out the car, why he ran, why all of that took place, so now who's going to be suspect to become the next Walter Scott? We should not be thinking, you know, that that way. And when you can think that way, you know something is obviously wrong. And when you don't have the persons coming to say, listen, let's work on this piece and let's uh, work out some, some new details so there won't be another Walter Scott. You see, those, uh-huh. are, those, those are things that can be rectified through us ASAP. So, you know, stop complaining and talking about a whole lot. Stop talking about it. Be about it. Come together. Amen. Come together. Yes. So I'm going to leave everyone with that. Yes. All right. All right. Well, I guess you done heard from all of the ones that decided to come and share and to comment. I want to thank Ms. Jones again for being on air and sharing, you know, all the experiences that she is uh, going through in her state, along with Brother Alpha, who is the guest of this show. I want to thank him very much, again, for choosing Lottie Miss Clardy and Company uh, to be a place to be to get heard. And most of all, if there's any others that are out there that want to uh, have issues addressed, have, come and see me, Lottie Miss Clardy. This form, this form, you can get heard on the issues that we speak about. So I have an ear to hear, and I have a heart to open up and let you in. And so for that to say, you all have a good night. I appreciate all you listeners, all you listeners that listen in on Lady Miss Clardy and Company on Blog Talk Radio. You can find me on Facebook as well, okay? You can Twitter me. I am there. You can get in contact with me. I am not far. So have an awesome evening, and thank you all. And we will see you next Sunday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 4.30 Pacific Time. Have a good night. Night.
my